0: Hey guys, it's Alex from Alpha Comics and Games. I am interrupting your regularly scheduled quid pro roll episode to let you know that not only do we have a Patreon at patreon.com slash goblinsgrowlers where you can get access to some really cool additional quid pro roll content, but we also have quid pro roll content available now at Alpha Comics and Games in Willow Lawn. If you ever want to check us out, we'd love to see ya. And now, you know, on to the episode and all. Thank you guys so much for listening. So, uh, rewind.
1: That was the, uh, like two times fast, uh, cat per.
0: God, that is a weird looking audio catch.
2: <laughs> this is Quid Pro Role, a fantasy live play adventure where a party of unlikely heroes embark on a quest to bring dragons back to their world. Well, howdy listeners, welcome back to the Daily Cryer listening Show, where all the news and variant and beyond can make its way right to you. This is Nelson Moses back on the mic. Now, I know this is a later broadcast than we're used to. We're still getting some things situated here at the station, but I guess that's the funny thing with time. If you had the chance to go back and change something knowing it would assuredly have rippling effects across the surface of cosmic destiny itself. Would you still do it? Would you change your own past, or one that connects with yours? And are you sure you could live with the consequences? Well, right in. I'd love to hear your thoughts. And speaking of thoughts, I thought I'd give the recap brains over to a good friend of mine for this one. So I hope you're having a good day and y'all take care now.
0: Here are the things that have happened and we can probably cut all this off. Cliff for notes. Two. Yeah. Cliff yeah. notes. Uh, Johannes met Iris in the woods with her dire wolf pumped full of arrows, her pump full of arrows and her badger miraculously unscathed. Uh, it, she was dying. Johannes saved her. <laughs> the badger did it. This is so <laughs> obvious. Um, He saved her and healed her so that she was able to survive. Uh, And later, when Johannes met with Elmaine and the rest of the party, Iris was there and noticed him. Koza met with Van and was in Oceanvar in the desert. And Van was like, little buddy, you need to get out of here. And Koza was like, okay, and like ran and then showed up with Elmaine like the rest of you. Uh, Solinar wasn't really able to intervene much at all because... uh, Astrid was, like, super dead. Bernard was like, I'm not going to let them take you. R- ruby magic. The ruby magic did a whole bunch of stuff, and then that was that was it. That was all Solonar could see. Boat interacted with Emberlin and Aaron, revealing that Aaron was the traitor. Uh, Emberlin was kind of like, here's why I'm a villain. And Boat was like, that's reasonable. And we all were kind of like, absolutely not. Not again. And, I know. And- Hey. none of us were
1: like that this is the most boat thing that's ever happened
0: <laughs> uh then you all were in front of Elmaine and Iris uh later uh who was like who are y'all and y'all are like yo you're Alita's mom and she's like I'm sorry what and you're like oh, right, she hasn't even been conceived yet cool so we, here's here's all the stuff that you did and here's what like who Alita is and we're part of a prophecy and like Here's all the stuff, and you should like go to the Feywild because maybe there's a dude there you'd be into. Um and, <laughs> You're then, for a stag. and, then, and that is <laughs> the end.
2: And y'all take care now.
0: The four of you remembering exactly everything that just happened to you, all awake where you remember falling asleep last. I think for you that's on the floor, because I think you were awake and got up, and then this hit you again.
3: Yeah.
0: <laughs> um. You see, as you're waking up, just the final wisps of the purple smoke as it dissipates into the air.
4: Solinar from the couch in his father's house is like, ugh. Oh, got me again with that purple haze.
0: You hear from the other room, what was that?
4: Nothing, nothing, just a bad dream,
3: I think.
0: Koza?
3: Uh, Koza gets up from the floor and goes back to trying to find the rest of the party.
0: Johannes boat?
1: And that's when, that's when, uh, Quinn we, uh, we found ourselves, we were in front of Alita's mom, and I was like, oh my god, you're Alita's mom, and, uh, of course we were back in time, so she didn't even know. And, uh, we, the rest of the, oh, busted in, just like Koza just did into the room just now.
5: Wasn't I asleep when all this happened? Yes, all of you were.
0: Yeah,
5: I went, Boat, yeah, Boat went to bed early and was sleeping naked when this occurred. Of course. Yeah, that's how Boat always sleeps, in case anybody's (laughs) curious. Um, Nobody,
1: <laughs> Nobody that's for, asked, but okay. that was the last episode of that's Quid for the
5: that's for the wiki editors. <laughs> um, Boat wakes up, he, he sort of shakes off what happened. Is it is it sort of fading away like a dream or is it a very crisp memory?
0: It's a very crisp memory, but one that feels like even though it's very clear, it feels like it was really long ago.
1: Okay. Um, like um like a, a crunchy crunchy celery stock with uh, peanut butter and raisins. That would
5: I have no frame of reference for what that would taste like.
0: Yeah, because mm. they would kill you. Yeah. They would kill you, Branton.
5: Yeah. Um. Yeah. Boat is uh, he's gonna throw a robe on and just run downstairs. Be like the weirdest thing just happened to me.
0: I just like the idea of you hear, like, boom, 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 as he, like, runs down the stairs and just, like, a slam as he opens the door to Johannes' room where Koza already is. Mm
1: -hmm. I was going to say, I I, I was wondering if we were on the same floor and he just ran down to the lobby.
0: (laughs) No, he just runs down and he's like, people of the tavern, it is 5 a.m.
1: Yeah, you you, actually, Koza's already opened the door, so a boat (laughs) slams it closed and slams it open. (laughs)
0: That sounds like the kind of over dramatic aesthetic thing Boat would do. All
1: right, yeah, that's what I do. Uh, and it, it does it. Uh, Alita's right next door. Alita, did that? Did that wake you up?
0: You hear like kind of like a soft sound and like a little scrabbling from Felix as she as she like opens her door and walks in. What?
1: Good morning, sunshine. The earth says hello. Good
0: morning, Johannes. What? What's going on?
1: We met your mom. We said hello for you. She had a message we were supposed to tell you, I think.
0: What? Yeah. She kind of like rubs the sleep from her eyes and slaps her face like gently a couple of times and is like, "Okay, all right. Rewind. What's going on? Why is she kind of like looks over at Boat? I'm not going to ask Koza, would you I like to be comfortable?
1: She looks over boat. See, he's he's wearing a robe, which we know he does every time since he sleeps in the nude. Well, it's it's weird because it's
4: not just like any robe. It's like a silk robe that's monogrammed. <laughs> it's like a Ric Flair
1: robe. <laughs> it says Ric Flair on it. So so before we tell Alita things, it, it, does anyone remember what happened last time? I do. Good, perfect. You take the lead on this one boat. <laughs> <laughs>
5: Uh, I can't. I can't really speak for anybody else, but all of a sudden, I sort of woke up and I was fully clothed. I was sitting, or like on a mountainside, and I saw a phalanx of dragons fly over me. Uh, I think they were red. Uh, they they flew over me like toward the valley, and then all of a sudden, there was some. Uh, there was some woman standing next to me who I didn't recognize at first because I was just in so much shock, as to the change of my surroundings. Eventually though, eventually I did recognize her. She was that she was that temptress who took Eek away after we didn't provoke him at all. <laughs> and then some other dude comes out of the woods and is like, you You swayed me and seduced me and turned me away from my friends. And then she was like, whatever. And he's like, (laughs) I'm going to stop you. And she's like, yeah. And then I tried to intervene and tried to be the peacemaker on everything. But she said some things that were kind of interesting, and I had to stop and think about them for a little bit. We, we don't have time to go into that right now, but she has some uh, we interesting... We have
0: lots of time to go into that. What?
5: This is very important. Anyway, so I pled for the man's life and she was like, nah. And then she killed him and he died. And then uh, I was like, well, I got to go. Um, I think I was back in time. So I tried to save things by being like, don't chase kobolds and seduce them to your dark side. And then I woke up.
0: I'm sorry. Could that be the recap for this episode? <laughs> just that, just boat doing that whole thing.
1: I like that. Don't, don't chase. Don't go chasing kobolds.
0: Stick to the, stick, <laughs> stick to the dragonborn tieflings that, that you're used to. Used to. Uh,
1: you both said the exact same thing.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so you all... Did what again? There was you, you spoke to the dragon priestess that took Eek and she killed someone and what?
1: Yes, everything that you heard was true.
0: I, And
1: And your mother left us with the parting words that she would tell you everything that she needed to in a letter.
0: She kind of like gets this like weird look on her face and uh goes back to her room you hear her sort of shuffling around and she comes out with the multiple pages of Elmaine's letter and she kind of like looks at it she's like so it was oh okay that makes more sense and isn't what i thought had happened but she kind of sighs and like flips over to a certain page in the letter and is like Have faith in your visions and the men that are loyal to your cause. You will succeed where I failed, as your friends will prove. They are good, and you should trust in them. I kind of just thought she was being vague and, like, I don't know, weird prophetic kind of nonsense, that it was just sort of a vagary. She was actually talking about the four of you?
1: Well, I cannot speak for your mother. Prophetic vagaries can sometimes lead to multiple interpretations, but I believe that she's talking at the very least about the most uh, companionship people you need to fulfill the prophecy, which might be us.
0: She looks over at Koza. I guess your
3: mother was... Talking about us that I, huh? I, I'm, a, I'm somewhat confused myself.
0: You all went into the past. Like, actually went into the past.
1: Don't ask me to do it again. I, 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 I didn't even consider it, it was possible.
0: Because, for all intents and purposes, it isn't.
1: Daquan's running out of room in his journal.
0: At least I don't think it is. I don't know any magic that does that. Do you? Uh, I, I don't know either. The
5: time dragons. It's finally their reveal.
0: No, no, not the time dragons. <laughs> we're not talking about the time dragons again.
1: Wait, boat. You, you couldn't, you wouldn't think. <laughs> it's now possible, right?
5: I mean, anything's possible. It seems like we were in the past. I saw a guy I didn't know get killed by somebody I did know.
0: Really a master <laughs> of words there, it's, Boat. I'm glad you got those like levels the, in
1: Bard. It sounds exactly like the work of Time Dragons.
0: Time Dragons don't exist.
5: Or Tim E. Clockman.
0: T- L- Tim E. Clockman, <laughs> the true leader of the Time Dragons.
5: He's- Yeah. Whoa. Ooh, yeah. Gabe just blew my mind. Yeah, Time Dragons don't have any color or metal. They're like uh, Wonder Woman's invisible plane.
0: Oh, that's just creepy.
5: <laughs> maybe maybe it wasn't real because I did tell Emberlyn not to, not to seduce Eek and take him away from us. So if I'd really been in the past, she would have listened to me and Eek would still be here.
0: Wait, if you met Emberlyn in the... Okay, first of all, she's very old i did not know she was that old second of all that's why her hair looks so horrible didn't she attack boat first
5: emberlin's so old her birth certificate expired
0: <laughs> <laughs> but wait didn't didn't she attack boat first
1: Emberlyn shot first you heard it here first
5: <laughs> there was another Emberlyn on the grassy knoll
0: oh god no <laughs>
5: um
1: Time dragons?
5: (laughs) I don't, maybe, maybe it's just because I was just such an imposing presence that she attacked me first.
0: Or if what you're saying is true, she knew you. I mean, we
5: had, we had a conversation. I mean, we weren't pals, but we parted on good terms. You parted
0: on good terms with our mortal enemy?
5: Hey man, after I saw her kill a guy just basically by looking at him, I wasn't about to try and rock the boat, no pun intended. I wanted to get (laughs) out of there. (laughs) okay i there's a lot to unpack in this look i even listened to her talk about chromatic dragon philosophy and how they would how they really want to rule the world and everything and their vision for everything so i had to put up with some stuff so
0: what is their vision i just
5: wanted to get out of there alive
0: i thought they were just sort of wanting to conquer for the sake of conquering
5: Oh, no, actually, well, as to my understanding, the chromatic dragons actually are just in favor of liberty for everyone and want everybody to be able to sort of live their lives in a way that suits them best.
0: Alita's eyes, the more boat says, just
5: widen more and more and more. So it's, it's, it's really interesting. There might be some propaganda on both sides there. The truth is probably somewhere in the middle, as with most as with most uh, philosophical and political conflicts.
0: She looks over at Koza.
5: Anyway, let's go to that next shrine.
3: Kosa's just, like, Uh. speechless, too.
0: Like, both of them are just, like, uh, uh, they look at each other and then look back at Boat and then look back at each other and then look back at Boat. Yes. (laughs) I'm going to convince myself that this was a terrible dream. I'm going to go back to bed. There's a lot to unpack here. Boat, um, you're pro-metallic dragons, right?
1: Well, yeah, of course I am. Why would you even say that?
0: I can't imagine why.
1: Okay. You can't imagine why Boat would be pro-Metallic Dragons.
0: I can't Aren't imagine why I would do good...
1: Oh, I'm just saying everybody
5: needs, to, everybody needs to expose themselves to different cultures once in a while and just try to look at the world through other people's eyes.
1: I like that idea, Boat. Let's go find some new eyes to look at the world through. Sounds good, buddy.
0: These eyes are going to go back to sleep because we have another hour or two before dawn breaks and we need uh, to get moving.
1: But we'll just cast Mending on it. That's good news because your eyes are currently
0: like three sizes the too big. I, yeah, I'm going to go to bed. She kind of goes back to her room and you hear the door softly close. So the three of you?
3: The boat's going back to bed. Koza? Uh, Since Koza sees everybody else going to bed, he's like, uh.
0: Uh, okay, I guess I'll g- go to bed, too.
1: Okay, I'm going on an adventure. <laughs> I need to go find some new eyes to see through.
0: All right, so you're going to leave the inn at five in the morning to find eyes. All right, let's go.
1: I'm an early riser. You coming, Koza? Uh, oh,
3: gosh. Um, Kosa doesn't want to leave Johannes alone <laughs> if he's gonna wander off somewhere. I, I, I Guess I am now.
1: Dayquan, you coming? And you see Daquin cr- clamors up the armor and then uh, c- curls up into it. Then he he sticks his hand out and he grabs this giant cork and pulls it. So it fits. No, tightly he into does the not. There is the armor. There is so no cork.
0: Zero see corks. anything or
1: hear anything inside. So it becomes a little soundproof bed area.
0: I'm haunted by this cork forever. <laughs> all right so the two of you uh are leaving the inn hmm let's
1: see where can we find some good old fashioned new new people to experience the world through as boat has said would benefit us Hmm. how about that structure over there uh uh, is there is there any buildings in this in the city
0: in the in this Uh, village yeah there are several
1: Hit me up. What do we got? All right,
0: so you're going to see uh, Vacus's, which is going to be the shop that Solanar's dad has. You are going to find a grocer that is actually starting to set up his stalls. Uh, you see a stable boy that's working on mucking out some of the stables. As you step out of the inn, you notice that rain has begun to fall.
1: So for buildings, there is... There's a stable,
0: right. there's a grocer stall, there's Solinar's dad's shop, and then there are a couple of houses. I'm going to advise you against breaking into someone's house at five in the morning.
1: Okay. To steal uh, their eyes. That is a eyes. good way to get shot. <laughs> good way to get shot, oh my gosh. Um, shots,
3: shots, 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 shots. You should shots, not be shots. taking
0: shots at five in the morning.
1: I think Little John is a friar in this world. You can't what? drink all day unless you start in the morning, y'all. Hell yeah! It's, we, if you if you don't go to sleep, it's not the morning. Um. <laughs> uh, so I said that we go to a building. So the uh, says we've already been to. So I guess we're going to. We walk up to the grocer's stall. Mm hmm. It um. And the grocer's setting setting up produce, I'm assuming.
0: Yeah, the grocer is setting up a couple of boxes of produce. You notice things like carrots, potatoes, leeks, onions. You know, sort of the standard medieval fare.
1: Very veggie focused.
0: Yes. He's a yeah. grocer.
1: Yeah, hit it. I see those fingers going. Yeah, I, I see thing. I see Josh
0: getting ready. Ah,
1: good. God morning, damn it! My friends. What
0: are you talking about? You were
1: just giving him a bunch of vegetables. It's inevitable. Oh, hey, uh, how's it going? Uh, uh, I haven't asked for your name. My name is Johannes, and this is the uh, Honorable Mr. Mushroom Coza Man.
0: Hello?
4: Ah, my name is Alucard, and I am here to sell vegetables. There's
0: like an entire continent between Marine and where you are, just as a note. You,
1: you seem oddly... A, a familiar. Did you know, uh, Mr. Alucard? I just, uh, d- I just thought of this today. There's an entire continent between Marine and here.
4: Ah, do not remind me. I was pushed away from my usual cart space by a malevolent clock selling man.
5: <laughs> I like. I want this to be our tie-in with season four of Castlevania. <laughs> <laughs>
1: We're going to have to do a drop some F-bombs. Um, Mr. Alucard, I have a, a philosophical question, if you will indulge me.
4: I have been known to participate in some philosophy on occasion. Uh,
1: so my, thought, my thoughts were that, you know how they call a lot of these vegetables root vegetables? And that sometimes when you get them, they're supposed to make some of the best stocks. Do you think that there are people who are root people who are really good at making wholesome broths? But not to eat.
4: To see if I am following you correctly. You are asking if there are particular groups of people who would make better stock than other people were you to put them in a pot and let them just soak in there for a while.
1: No, but now that you've said that, that's also of interest to me just because I'm curious about, like, I don't know, maybe if if people have certain natural flavors that they tend towards, because I feel like I would be a very much, a very solid potato. But I also was more so wondering... But I, I was using the art of, of meta, me, uh, meta, metaports. Do you think that there's people who, like, they are able to give you kind of like... Um, they're, they're, just being around them makes you in a more uh, stable, uh, well-rounded, robust, and flavorful life.
4: Well, for, for both of these questions, I can say without a doubt... Yes. Yes. You see, when it comes wait, wait, wait. to the. One, one more, yes, please. Yes. Thank you. When it comes to the people you bring into your life and keep around you, everyone brings their own experiences. And sometimes those experiences may not agree with your own. But the more you learn about other people, the more you learn about yourself.
0: Alucard you says, flashing back to that time he spent with the weird, swole ASMR dude.
4: The passionate, passionate time he spent with a weird, swole ASMR dude.
1: That guy's biceps exploded about two months into that relationship <laughs> and he died.
0: Like a hot dog in a microwave.
1: That's what happens when you work as a Corey mapsmith.
4: The thing to be aware of is that The things you notice most in other people often are reflections on your own self. For you see in others best what you know yourself to be.
1: Wow. Okay, this has given me lots of new perspectives that I have to account for now as we move forward through our adventures. Mr. Mr. Vegetable King Alucard you have given me a lot to ponder
4: you are very welcome and as for your other question yes everyone has their own flavor
1: that is also good to know and on that note I will take a bushel of carrots and if I could also get two onions and a leek And Koza, do you have any questions for Alucard? Because, uh, uh, at least for me, Boat's advice of uh, seeking out new people to be able to see through their eyes has given me uh, lots of perspective.
3: Uh, well, um... I, I guess, um, how much are the carrots? For this bushel of
4: carrots, these two onions, and this lone beautiful leek white as fresh fallen snow it will be six coppers
3: Johannes is is that a good price
1: that is a price that seems consistent with the pricing of the area and the world
0: Uh, look man the two nobles are not going to be the ones who like it's like asking like a millionaire what the price of a loaf of bread is man like
3: um Sakosa so is going to, how much was it? Six coffer? Yes. Because <laughs> it gives him six coffer. Also, also
5: his, Alucard really, know, really knew how to write marketing copy for that onion. I guess you could say he really knows how to plug a leak.
2: <laughs> <laughs> the
0: same way that Koza is the Knight of Spores. I'm wondering if there's like a a queen of vegetables that has made Alucard her chosen knight.
1: (laughs) Just give her a name and it will be, it will your world, your- Oh god, I am not
0: making the vegetation queen.
4: What wisdom is it that you seek from my many vegetable selling years?
0: Um,
3: uh, say that that one more time. I, I didn't quite understand- Sometimes your accent can be a little, a little, a little... um, Could you just please repeat that?
4: Ah, if my accent is hard to understand, then I will attempt to enunciate a little bit better. Uh, Okay. What wisdom do you seek from my many years of vegetable selling?
3: Uh, Oh, um... Well, um, I guess, um, w- what should I do with all these vegetables?
4: All right, so the first thing you want to do is get a pot with full water. Get that to a boil Well, it begins to heat amidst the fires of the furnace of your passion for life. You slice the vegetables into small pieces, bite size pieces. Are you not
0: salting the water? That's you
4: combine crazy. all of these together into the boiling water, and last but not least, you add a large, flavorful hunk of your most delectable protein.
0: Uh, okay, thank Is you okay. Is part okay?
1: Yeah, good? He, I, he sold me I want that soup right now
0: <laughs> Oh yeah, I really want some vegetable soup right now yeah.
1: See, he sold you are we are we're very appreciative of this laminated recipe card And we will be on our way
4: Be aware that the recommendation for salted pork means you get both the protein and the salt to flavor it in one foul swoop.
0: Foul yeah. swoop? Foul implies it will ruin the soup.
1: No, no, he's saying with chicken stock. <laughs> so uh, that's good to know, Alucard, because I always oversalt things. Thank you.
4: Come again, should you ever need more of my vegetables.
0: So oh. as you guys are wrapping up this conversation with Alucard, uh, the sound of the chipper little bell from Vacus's rings, and Solinar has walked out, uh, hearing Johannes's voice sort of carry across the rain-drenched road
4: from the doorway of Vacus's. Solinar is like, "Hey, you wanna keep down?" Mm that super loud recipe sharing oh hey guys I didn't realize it was you
1: (laughs) we've walked into this town and we're like by far the loudest people in the entire town
0: (laughs) it's 5 in the morning it's like 5.30 in the morning at this point
1: yeah and we've been really loud and then Solonar comes out and he goes keep it down out there oh it's one of us hey uh huh uh huh Hey Solana, we just got some. We're gonna start on a vegetable stew. Me and Cozy here.
4: Ooh, looks like you've got some. Uh, got some carrots there. A couple onions. Why? Why did you buy duplicate baskets? Why do you have two bushels of carrots? Eat a uh, bushel of carrots each. Two onions each. A leek. Eat what? What kind of soup are you guys
1: making? We're making twin soup. <clears throat> I think it was a, a
3: good price for, for all these vegetables, I, I think. So I, I bought them, and, and the, the, sale, the, the, the vegetable seller gave me this, this recipe. And Ooh. it was a
1: two-for-one deal. Ooh. Yeah, you can buy two sets of vegetables, and you get one recipe card.
4: I mean that sounds pretty decent, I'm I'm looking forward to trying out Alucard's. Does that say blood stew?
1: Yeah, but it's uh, about the beats.
4: Oh, okay. Um, I, Alucard, I we got
1: the beats, <laughs> we got them. and they sound like this.
0: I just like him selling it like Arby's. (laughs) We got the beats.
4: beats. We have the beats.
0: All right. As it hits about 6 a.m., the sun begins to peak over the horizon slightly. The rain has not stopped. It's still sort of gentle, but you do feel it sort of increasing in intensity a little bit.
1: Hello, sun. Man, I'm glad we got all this fresh rainwater to make our soup broth with. Look, it's already starting to boil.
4: Solinar is going to, now that he's a little more conscious and with it, uh, he's going to investigate attention and see if the whole gem thing retained and also uh, like what the weight balance and things like that are like now.
0: So the ruby is pretty big. It's, again, about the size of your fist. It, you do notice a dark red sort of glint to the blade that wasn't there before. And the weight, because the ruby is so enormous, does sort of make it a little bottom heavy. You, however, feel sort of this pulsing power in, in the sword itself. And... For a moment, when you look into the blade, you see the glint of eyes looking back at you.
4: Oh, crap. I cursed my favorite sword. This isn't what I wanted. Oh, well, I guess we'll figure it out in Tinkerhaven. Oh, God, we're going to Tinkerhaven. Hey, guys. I I know you're working on soup and stuff, but, like... Can we, can we talk about the whole, the whole Tinkerhaven game plan?
1: Yeah We can, we can uh, broth and talk
4: So I know we're, I know we're going to Tinkerhaven because that's where Melody's family is and we're going to try and collect on that Has anybody heard yet where this temple or the shrine or anything like that is supposed to be?
1: No like, I gave the I gave the magic dragon telephone back to Alina
4: Right, but you she hasn't said anything about where we're headed. Like, I know I was out of the loop last night.
1: No, no, no. She hasn't said anything yet. She only said that uh, she was headed to bed.
4: Well, I don't. I don't think there's a shrine or a temple in Alita's bed. I'm pretty sure.
1: I, I don't know. Alex was giving eyebrows. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. I, didn't, I don't think that she's given us any type of directions or a map or anything but that said she obviously knows that we're heading towards Tinkerhaven and she's been pretty adamant about us making sure we make our way to the shrines as quickly as we can so I'd assume it's in at the right direction
4: well that sounds about right
1: but uh, the, I hear Alita at the steps right now so maybe she'll be able to give us more insight onto what? the directions of we going
0: you hear, like, a soft splash as Alita steps from the steps of the inn into a puddle. She looks like she's already geared up for the entire day with Felix for on her Are we just her cooking shoulders. our stew outside? <laughs> I guess.
1: You've
5: been, yeah. You're like hobos.
3: You've built a fire in a trash
5: can.
1: Yeah, we're, we've got we've got, we've got uh, our stew I, over a trash
0: can uh, in the corner. I was going to say,
3: uh, I think there was somebody's food stand that we've just taken over.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You guys are basically setting up your own, like, stall to sell soup.
1: Yeah, 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 where there's a a sign out in front that's spelled. It's S-O-O-P-E. And uh, and then above it, it's uh, it's got a little uh, hand drawn picture of a a badly drawn picture of a squirrel.
0: That's so wholesome and very Winnie the Um, (laughs) Pooh-esque. Alita is going to, like, walk over to you guys. What's,
1: uh, what's going on here? I saw I was asking for directions. I was just, I was just trying
4: to figure out, like, we're headed to Tinkerhaven, I know that much, because we've got Melody with us. Uh, are we, we're not planning to stay in Tinkerhaven though, right? Like, this is going to be a really fast, like, get Melody in and then we get back out and we get over to wherever the shrine is, right? Like,
0: Well, the shrine is very near Tinkerhaven, to my understanding, and I'm trying to figure, I'm actually trying to piece together what the pendant is saying about the temple itself.
4: When you say very near Tinkerhaven, you mean still outside Tinkerhaven, though. Like, we're not, we're not spending any real length of time in possibly one of the most scarring cities I've ever been
0: in. I mean, I think it might be in. Gosh, what is that town? Uh, to the east of Tinkerhaven a little bit? Something Chapel? I think that's supposed to be where the shrine is.
4: Chapel, chapel. Please tell me its name know is something, this. chapel. <laughs> Isn't it? It's like White Chapel, I think. Hold on. Not that! <laughs>
0: it's not that!
4: What is it? Are you saying that because the metal band?
0: No, I'm saying that because that's where Jack the Ki- that Jack the Ripper killed a bunch <laughs> of people. I thought you were um, about to
4: say Jack the kitten,
5: and that would have been
4: <laughs> very <laughs> funnier. The kitten. It's Woodchapel, by the
0: way.
4: That's Josh. where Jack the kitten mauled
1: several people's <laughs>
4: tiny tootsies. I guess. Uh,
1: I guess that's why the metal band named themselves that. Makes sense. They're not good. Mm-hmm. No, Woodchapel. It's Woodchapel.
4: That's the town. Oh, it's a little south and east, but it's east,
1: yes.
0: I think that's supposed to be where the shrine itself is. Again, I'm trying to figure out the temple thing.
1: What do you think, Kaza, Would this lion's mane do well with our Bruth? Oh, uh, I guess we could try.
0: Well, there's no harm in trying. So, Lenar, why are you so against going to Tinkerhaven?
4: Um, I don't know. It could have something to do with nearly dying in Tinkerhaven, Haven, uh, being chased out of Tinker Haven by a criminal organization when I was a kid, um, maybe finding out that my mom lives in Tinkerhaven apparently, and basically uh-huh. hasn't done anything to help my dad out for the last 30 years, which means that basically the instant I was out of the picture, so was she, so my dad's been on his own, which is not something I thought was the case. Like, listen, Tinkerhaven's a lovely city if you've got money to spend. And we have some money. We certainly have more than I did when I was a kid or when I was almost dead. But not enough money for us to really, I don't know, make it in Tinkerhaven. Tinkerhaven is not an easy place to be. And I don't want to spend a lot of time there.
0: I see. She kind of like looks over at Koza and Johannes.
5: Can can boat have walked in while this was all going on?
0: Absolutely. You come in like halfway through uh, Solinar extolling the negative traits of oh. Tinkerhaven.
5: Well, man, you don't you don't need to worry, man. I remember all those gold sheets that I got. We're rolling in it.
4: There are parts of Tinkerhaven where all of those gold sheets combined will give us maybe enough clout to last us like 2 days.
5: Well then we just won't go there. We'll go to like the shady area and we'll get a like a we'll rent a nice house for a couple weeks.
4: The shady area's where I'm worried about. If we had money, well actually no, you know what? If we had money, we'd end up with the people who almost killed me. Look, like, there's no good places in Tinkerhaven for someone like myself who has a history with Tinkerhaven. Why why don't
5: we just disguise you? <gasps>
4: We've discussed this. There's the ways that we could disguise me are things I am not comfortable or happy with doing.
0: Isn't there aren't there spells for that though? Yeah, like yeah. remember remember
4: when
5: I was uh Koza's fiance there for a little while? You were what? And everybody loved it.
1: What? Yeah, no. Uh so I uh, but we've got we've got all sorts of things. I've got a brelmet. uh we can put on your hand. I've got um holy water which we could use to bleach your hair um i've got let's see what else is in here
0: i don't know if i can imagine solinar as a blonde
1: oh my god i got limes don't, don't if you put limes on half elves doesn't it turn you a different color
4: what no why no, would that that's why would that work
0: half elves tend to be allergic to lime i think
1: yeah i thought it made you red and all poofy the-
4: no, I have no problems with limes.
0: Solanar, we need your arm for science.
4: I don't have problems with limes.
0: Then I guess you won't mind if we rub a lime on you.
4: No, well, I mean, it's weird. Rub that this- lime.
0: <laughs> rub Lila that holding lime. Holding his arm and rub rubbing lime vigorously <laughs> into your skin. Yeah, she's cut a lime in half and is sort of rubbing the juice on Solanar's arm. Mm-hmm. Rub, like,
5: cut a lemon rub that on there, too. It'll make him more sprightly.
1: I do not have lemons, but I'm gonna use this other half of the lime. What do you think? Because a little flavor for this broth, uh,
0: uh, okay, yeah, let's let's add that too. Basically, you're making pho at this point,
1: mm hmm. And look at these long noodles that we've got. Oh, these will be perfect. Yeah, the guy, the boy who's working the stables, brought him over. He said, Are you making stone, Sue? And I said, Nope, we are not. And he said, "Fah!" And he threw noodles at me.
0: Uh, You hear sort of a sprightly splash as uh, Melody sort of skips over to you guys. Are we doing breakfast out here in the rain? Is that what we're doing?
1: We're singing in the rain. Making soup out of... Thanks.
5: Apparently we're having vegetable soup for breakfast. Well,
4: they're... There was a lot of room underneath this veg, uh, this soup cart's canopy, but now that there's, like, six of us here, I'm noticing that there's a lot of crowding around the edges, and I'm... Uh, in, here, I will step out and pull my hood up, because I can... it'll be fine.
0: Alita kind of, like, sh- shuffs her bag and steps out as well to give everybody more space. Is there anything that we need to do before we head out on the road?
1: Yeah, um, Kozen needs to tell us uh, his three favorite types of noodles that he's put inside of this stew. Since I've been seeing him using his noodle magic to change our noodles into different types,
3: Johannes. Um, I don't. I, I, I don't want to disappoint you, but I don't have, I have go for it. Noodle <laughs> magic. What? I, then what are you doing with those noodles? Th- th- these are all just the same noodles. They they just have different different colors to them. I, I guess it's how how they're made.
1: Oh my gosh! They're vegetable noodles. Zoodles. Is that a vegetable? That's a zucchini noodle. Is that right? Yes, they're called zoodles. we've got zoodles. We've got um. Scood- bro- Broccoli. <laughs> Squattles made out of squash. <laughs> we got squodles. And look over here. We even got the. F- yeah, we've even Petoodles. got the famous cellaroodle. <laughs>
4: <laughs> tamoodles, cherry tamoodles.
1: Oh, we got some cherry tamoodles. This is a bright red. <laughs> they look so good.
4: Well, and as thinly as you sliced some of these carrots, they're practically caroodles.
1: Mm-hmm. We're going to have a lot of, of uh, vejoodles in this. <laughs> <laughs> oh,
4: my gosh. Put well, a- Bare minimum, before we leave, I have to stop in at my dad's place again and let him know I'm on my way back out and then figure out where I should be meeting him next. Because, Tell him he can come with us. Oh, he is not coming with us. That is a nightmare situation and a half.
5: Do you not, like, do you not love your father? What's the problem?
4: Uh, No, my father is more of a wanted man in Tilaire than I am. Oh, well,
5: we can disguise
4: him, too. Yeah, here's an idea. Maybe we don't bring two wanted people into the... Like, he... I don't know if you've looked at my father last night, but he no- needs to not be in the face of danger at any point in time. He has clearly seen enough of high-stress road situations.
3: <laughs> oh, don't, well, you-
5: don't be crabbing on your dad for being older. I'm sure he can handle himself. Let him know that I'm
1: putting in the patoodles now, so these are going to be ready soon.
0: I'm sorry, you put in the potato noodles after the celery noodles? I'm going to tell you, those are radically different cooking times.
1: Yeah, but that's why I put it... If you didn't notice, Alita, we have fresh, cold rainwater drizzling all over <laughs> our pot here. That was so, not uh, Alita. That was 1,000% <laughs> me being it's a, judgmental.
5: It's a, it's a rainwater glaze on
1: top yeah, of the a, soup. Sometimes it depends on what depth you put the you put the vejoodles into to what time they you cook got, at. And good news for you, uh, Koza's got uh, noodle magic, so he's been doing a great job cooking them.
4: I'll go let my dad know that the uh, the veg noodle soup is nearly ready.
1: Whoa, this is Alucard's blood stew. Don't change the name. we would follow the recipe on the card.
4: Oh.
0: The last time you guys followed the recipe on a card, it almost resulted in a town dying. Vegetarian
5: well, blood stew. Here's the deal,
1: Alita. Fool me once. Shame on you. It's not Full Alita, me. that's me <laughs> Fool me twice, shame on me Fool me thrice, shame on the whole town for letting me cook
4: <laughs> Alita's just standing there like, what is Johannes talking about? I
3: haven't said anything
1: Yeah, a little bit You got any of that like, magic spice I gifted you, Koza?
3: Oh, gosh I'm. Did you give me magic
1: spice? Yeah, I, I bought everybody spices, I remember because they were expensive Oh, yeah, yeah I
3: don't think I ever used
1: it.
0: Yeah, it was I mush. Think- it was like spice that was particularly good for mushrooms.
1: Yeah, and boat had some that was good for ham. There you go. Yeah, let's let's add a and bit I, of uh, some ham taste. Some ham I, spice. I
5: mm-hmm. think
4: Solanars was like spicy.
5: Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. that makes the sense. the ham spice is basically desiccated and ground ham. So
1: bacon bits. You're putting bacon bits in it.
4: It's more like a powder.
5: Somebody
1: went, Somebody consecrated the ham so they could desecrate it. Mm-hmm.
4: What I'm hearing is that Brandon thinks that the spice that makes ham taste better is more ham.
1: No, no, no. He's saying the spice that makes ham taste good is from hell.
4: <laughs> hell, hell ham.
1: You, you
5: grind. You you dry out ham into kind of a jerky. You grind it up in a mortar and pestle. Put some kosher salt in there, and then you got some ham spice. If you really want, thank God
0: the salt is kosher for your ham.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I like that a lot. (laughs) Hell, ham sounds like you use kosher salt when
5: you cook. It's the best salt to use. Uh
1: huh. You're insulting that salt. <laughs> insulting it.
0: Insulting it. So I guess you're saying it's feeling kind of salty.
1: <laughs> so, yeah. The, yeah,
0: Koza, Koza, you got any of that spice? Toss it in. Let's see yeah. what happens.
1: Koza
3: tosses some of that spice in.
0: As you toss it into the soup after Boat has slam dunked some of his ham spice in, you see a <laughs> ham dunk <laughs> and like a soft blue glittering uh, poof of smoke comes out of the pot.
1: Oh, wow. Um, <laughs> that looked awesome. It, is it?
3: Is it finished? It, it, it looks like it might be finished. Cooking. This vegetable soup is submitted
5: for the approval of the Midnight Society. <laughs>
0: <laughs> the Tale of the Vegetal.
1: <laughs> Alex is dead. Okay, so uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Josh, sorry. Solinar went inside. Um well, I'm gonna continue stirring this soup, but I'm guessing all the townsfolk are probably gathering in front of it right now. Possibly are... even a
5: possibly even a soup cart owner.
0: <laughs> <laughs> they are uh, gathering excitedly, and while you begin, I'm assuming you have enough soup to share with the village. <laughs>
1: We would never bring enough soup, or we would never bring soup if we didn't have enough to share with the
5: class. I like how there's so little going on in this town that these people wake up and they're getting excited over the strangers cooking soup in front of a house.
0: Look a man, street. if I was walking to my car and in the in the lot of my apartment, a bunch of weirdos were making free soup.
5: You would go straight to your car and I then would drive like away.
0: I percent lock the get door. free, weird soup. You would lock the door immediately. yeah. <laughs>
1: if you walked up to me
0: free weird soup
1: let's be honest it'd be it'd be me and chapman cooking parking lot soup and (laughs) if you walked up to me at 6 a.m asking for my (laughs) parking lot soup i would go m'lady and i'd give you a bowl inside my hat
0: (laughs) why is this weird
1: You just said weird soup. (laughs) I don't know what you're expecting. And you walked up to the parking lot soup crew at six
0: in the morning. (laughs) Parking lot soup crew. The parking lot soup crew.
5: That's the name of our, that's the name of our adventuring party. (laughs)
0: That's what I was going to say. That's the name. That is the name of the Q party now. All right. Uh, Leaving the parking lot soup crew behind, Solidar is going to walk into uh, his dad's shop house. And uh, he's going to cut. He's going to look up from making a cup of coffee, and kind of nods, and begins coughing a little bit into a <laughs> lace handkerchief.
4: So Solonar is going to get like a, a look, a look of concern as his dad is coughing into a handkerchief, and he's like, "Did have you gotten that checked out?" <clears throat>
0: I'm, I'm I'm quite all right. It's it's uh, <clears throat> it's fine.
4: No, that's not what I asked.
0: Oh, you know, the doctor just saying what he says.
4: Which was?
0: Oh, don't worry about it, Solana. Did you need something?
4: Well, I was going to come in and let you know that the veggie noodle soup is quite nearly done. And also that we were going to be headed out pretty soon.
0: He looks kind of sad for a moment.
4: Now I'm thinking that maybe... Uh, we need to figure out what your medical situation is, because I have two talented healers traveling with me and they may be able to do something for you.
0: Oh, Solanar, it's fine. I'm not sick. It's just the wet air.
4: I don't buy that.
0: I... you, you cannot buy it all you want, I'm telling you the truth.
4: Yeah, you already said that the doctor was just saying some things. Oh, Solanar,
0: I'm old. Stuff stops working as well as it used to.
4: Uh-huh. And the doctor said?
0: What I just said. I'm getting old, Solanar.
4: I still don't buy that. Regardless. I mean, are you trying
0: to roll an insight check on your dad?
4: Yeah, actually. I'm gonna roll an insight check on my dad.
1: Daddy insights. 14 plus three,
4: seventeen.
0: So you can tell that he's weaker than he used to be and that breathing seems shallower. He's avoiding your gaze a little bit, but you can tell that a lot of it is just he's exhausted. He doesn't want to fight.
4: Well, if you're not feeling well, I can get soup and bring it back here but I'm also going to bring my friends who know things about how the body's supposed to work and see if they can do anything to help you feel a little better.
0: I would appreciate some soup, Solana.
4: Let's see. Bowls. Bowls. No, this kitchen is nothing like I remember last time I was here.
0: It's because I had to replace things. Yesterday.
4: Well, and it was admittedly at least eight years ago, so... Ah, bowls. Okay. All right. So I'm going to go get soup. I'll be right back and I'll have friends in tow. So, you know, expect my friends.
0: I, I will. I wasn't expecting them last time and I've just sort of assumed they'd be here this time.
4: So Solinar emerges from Vacus's carrying a pair of stoneware bowls and uh, walks up to the cart as if he's like a customer. And he's like. Load me up.
1: And uh, by the time you get there, uh, the cork has been pushed out of Johannes's armor and uh, uh, Daquan Stuffanutter. Thank you. Daquan has uh, taken up his role as the uh, not only mascot, but server of the soup. So he's got this giant ladle and he's just like using, uh, using the edge of the soup uh, pot as a lever, a lever. So, so it's can- squirrel
0: We're doing squirrel now.
1: Uh, yeah, he can uh, pull on Johannes's hair to direct him how to cook other things <laughs> later. Um, but yeah, he, he serves you a, a bowl. And also all the townsfolk already have their bowls. They're f- uh, coming back for seconds, probably.
0: Yeah, Melody has come up twice already, has come up a third time, like kind of aggressively wiping the back of her mouth. more oh, please. <laughs> oh, if you would be so kind. And she kind of curtsies at the squirrel. I know it's been a lot, but it's really, really good, and everybody's had a bowl already, so I should be able to get a third, right? Come on, we're, we're pals. Right? I have peanut brittle in my pack. I will give it to you if you trade me a bowl. So we've got a deal? Wonderful! Fantastic. She kind of like shuffles in her bag and takes a large chunk of peanut brittle and hands it to Daquan.
1: Mm-hmm. It's a good thing she's paying up front because Daquan would straight break her knuckles.
0: <laughs> da- Daquan's coming for your kneecaps.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh, ankles. Get them where you live. Uh, so, yeah, yeah. Daquan's just filling bowls uh, as it goes and, and fills up Solonar's bowls as well.
4: And if I could borrow... Uh Johannes and Alita both mm-hmm. and, and I mean anybody else Who wants to say bye to my dad But mostly Johannes and Alita
1: uh, Alita's finishing our soup But I got a head start because I was Tasting it until it got cool enough mm-hmm. I burned seven layers off the top Of the roof of my mouth But I can heal them back Just like this
0: <laughs> Solana, I'll... Yeah, Solana.
1: But You're still eating the soup I can see it's okay
0: <laughs> Solinar, I'll be right there. Just let me finish this up.
4: Well, yeah, I'm not I'm not trying to rush anybody out of their food. And Solinar uh kind of like cradles the bowls in one arm and then kind of like drapes his cloak over them so that they won't get rainwater in them on his way back over to the house. And then he he goes in and he sets the bowls down on the table in the back and then he starts rummaging through drawers, wrenches, spanners, Screwdrivers, how many of these tools do you really need? Like, good lord, man.
0: They're all different sizes, Solonar. Like I've said before, you can't turn a small screw with a big wrench.
1: Like I said before, boy, Tinkerhaven uses a convenient base 10 system, but once you get over here, the Imperial system (laughs) is impossible to
0: navigate. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, hello, you brought your knightly friend.
4: Yes, Johannes, my father has this really weird cough. And I was hoping that you would take a look at him. (coughs) Yeah, that one. That one right there. That was a real cough. He insists that that is moisture related, which uh, I don't know about you, but I haven't known rainstorms to be a cough bringer normally.
1: Only one way to find out. Let's see. And Johannes just starts throwing open drawers and things. And he's like, if you got tools like that, then you have to have, aha, here we go. And he pulls out one of those giant listening stethoscope horns that just like go into one ear and have this giant thing on the other side. And he's like, okay, perfect. Okay. I'm going to need you to sit down right here. Nope. Higher. Yep. I'll help you up there. There you go, old man. Let's see. uh, Now, this is going to be cold. Yep. Oh, I know, I know. It happens every time. I understand. Okay, now, Biggie, take a deep breath for me. Yep, let it out. Okay, now do another one. Mhm. Now let it out. Okay, now let me roll a medicine check to see if I can. <laughs> I was wondering when you would. Out of this. Um. Before I. Before I just say anything. Uh, My medicine check is a 13.
0: Okay. Yeah. Do you have any additions or anything to it?
1: No, no, no. That was a subtracting one.
0: Ah, yes, because of your intelligence. I
1: forgot. Mm. Um, Thanks for... (laughs) (laughs) Ah, yes, because you are dumb.
0: (laughs) I mean, look, I love Johannes. He dumb. Uh
1: Uh-huh, yeah.
0: All right. Johannes is able to pick up sort of a ragged uh, edge to the breathing Mm-hmm. He thinks that it, it sounds almost like pneumonia.
1: Yeah, yep, yep. Uh huh. I've heard this before. There's moisture in your lungs. My
0: understanding was that there should be.
1: No, I mean, you're supposed to have a little bit of blood in there. You got water in your blood and all <laughs> over the place, but getting in your lungs is bad news. That's what the, the, books, the books that were read to me have said the, the, thus
0: far. I'm yeah, sorry. So- I'm sorry. Johannes' family read medical textbooks to Johannes before bed they wanted me to be a doctor but it didn't turn out very well so let's see um uh, we got one of these okay here we go uh boop uh lester restoration is that what you're doing yeah lester Restoration.
1: <laughs> yeah i'm a big City fan i'm fine with their lcfc reference
4: unfortunately his name is harold so i don't know that that's gonna work
0: you need to have a Oh, oh wait, wait. Let me recalibrate. Harold <laughs> <Herald> restoration. <laughs> so you, so you burn a spell slot on lesser restoration and he ca- th- this bright warm light sort of emanates from Harold. He takes a deep breath in. I I feel much better. Thank you. Mm-hmm.
1: Yep, Uh, just have your insurance company uh, <laughs> I love my family don't uh, get it all handled Okay no, I, uh, yeah. I, I'm just kidding There's an old joke they used to tell Because back before Universal Healthcare and Alaria, Apparently people really got screwed over on those things
0: <laughs> Right So, Lana, are you you all heading out?
4: Well, we've got to get Melody back to Tinkerhaven And whatever our next objective is, I guess, is in Woodchapel. So that's that's the direction we're headed.
1: Eat this bowl of soup. You're not allowed to go outside for the next 24 to 72 hours, depending on how much longer this rain continues. If you need anything, I'm going to make sure to go and instruct the uh, proprietor of the lovely inn across the street to come in to check on you and bring you some food.
0: Thank you. That's that's really kind of you
1: no problem i'm also grab some of the soup and i will store it in your refrigerator so you'll be able to eat any vadoodles whenever you'd like
0: i don't, i, I can i will tell you that he does not have a refrigerator
4: <laughs> uh, you know, what are, johannes what you? that's that's a large toolbox
1: oh okay okay i'm seeing what's going on i'm gonna keep the soup in your toolbox <laughs> <laughs> that's where i often keep my lunch i know i can see that there's some play you really need to clean this thing out but okay we'll be back in a little bit
0: so you resolve the things with harold and get that all set up alita and melody have packed up uh the cart and everything and gotten the animals to go is there any last minute stuff you want to do before you head out
1: hey uh uh yeah, soup stand can i get the animals to go please yeah, we're in a
0: hurry. <laughs> can you box those up for me
1: yeah, that'd be great.
4: Before we leave, uh, Solinar is going to to his father be like, all right, I've been thinking about this a lot. I think you need to move west. I think you should be in Ilaria proper. And frankly, if you're getting things like pneumonia, which as I understand it, you get from cold and wet, <laughs> then you need to not be in Talaire.
0: I'll, I'll take it under advisement, Solinar. Don't, don't you worry. I
4: don't, I don't want you to take it under advisement. I want to know where I'm going to find you when I get back into Alaria.
0: It depends on how long you're in T'laire, doesn't it?
4: Well, you're going to be uh, moving ahead of me probably by a fair clip. So oh. I'm either going to see you on the road or I'm going to see you wherever you move.
0: He kind of like waves his hand dismissively. I will send you a letter. He's going to take... Uh, Solanar's hand and kind of like grip it strongly and he goes if you do see your mother Solanar and you should Ugh. be be gentle with her
4: I don't see why I need to be gentle with her when she could have been I mean you 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 could have died out here and she would have never known anything about it
0: Solanar for me hmm Nat 20 to emotional manipulation.
1: Wow. God, the skills in this game are so weird. They're
0: very specific.
4: (laughs) I will do my best. I am not making any promises. Actually, no. You know what? We're going to make a deal. I will go and see mom. If you pack up in the next few weeks and get moving west.
0: All right. All right. All right. All right. I'll do it.
4: You can send word... Oh, Lord. Who's going to be able to contact me? Uh, I guess to the Queen of Alaria. That feels like a weird place to send, like, letters that are headed to me, but, like... It'll I make can't me think... feel...
0: It'll make me feel important. Let me send it to the Queen.
4: I really can't think of anywhere better. So, yeah, I guess that's that's the best idea.
0: So... Solinar is going to sort of be ushered out the door by Harold as
4: they're doing like their parting hug. uh, Solinar is going to drop. uh, Actually, let me roll sleight of hand for this. See, that's 10, 15, Uh, a 15 sleight of hand check to put pocket 100 gold pieces in his dad's waistcoat.
0: Jesus Christ, that is a lot of gold.
4: He needs to be able to move. And not have any problems on the not way. not only
1: that, but his dad gets all that weight put into his pocket and doesn't notice it. A- uh,
0: yeah, he doesn't, because the opposed role was uh, real bad. Uh, so he doesn't, <laughs> for some reason. As everybody has packed up the cart and gotten the animals ready for the road, as you head eastern towards Cinderdale, you see until the very, very end when he disappears along the horizon, Solinar's dad waving.
5: summon Ekans.
0: Why does he cough like a Banjo Kazooie character talks? (laughs) (laughs) God, you are so so good at that! Oh, it kills me how good you are at that. She just got (laughs) (laughs) vegetal.